On the 13th day of October, Halloween gave to me 13 planes exploding, 12 zombie soldiers, 11 angels wrestling, 10 ghostly hitchhikers, 9 basement clowns, 8 vampire cruises, 7 silent heroes, 6 prequel bloodstones, 5 diabolical fledglings, 4 vampire pianists, 3 dead professors, 2 Michelle actresses, and a radu drooling something bloody. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to yet another of the 31 days of Halloween on Friday the 13th, no less. And what better day to begin a look at the Final Destination series? This is maybe, as I suggested in an earlier episode, maybe my favorite franchise uh, beyond like like the Evil Dead stuff is great and there's, uh, there's almost not a bad entry, but man, oh man. How I enjoyed this Final Destination series. It is uh, an interesting series of films because it sort of changes a little bit depending on the director. Uh, but we're going to start at the beginning, as as we should. This is the original Final Destination released in uh, what 2000, the year 2000, year of our Lord 2000. Uh, directed by James Wong, written by James Wong and uh, Glenn Morgan and Jeffrey Reddick. Uh, James Wong, who would return for part three, which we will get to, uh, is also uh, steeped in X-Files business. He was uh, a producer and writer for the X-Files and did some good work there. And one can't help but imagine that this idea might have come from an X-Files episode that was a little too big or they didn't want to do it or something. And James Wong was like, fuck you guys. I'll make my own movie then. And Final Destination is, of course, the story of Devin Sawa's character, Alex, who, uh, when he and his friends are getting on a plane to Paris, um, he has a vision of this in-air business where uh, something happens with the fuselage and people are being sucked out of the plane and then it finally explodes. And then he comes to and is like, holy shit, that was a real something. And as they start to get on the plane the events that he saw in this vision start to happen. And so he ends up freaking out. He and a bunch of his buddies get thrown off the plane, including one of the teachers who like decides to stay behind while the other teacher goes played. Uh, Val Luton is the name of the teacher, which is pretty hilarious. Uh, play, uh, played by Kristen cloak. And, uh, I just like the fact that they're making that overt uh, a reference to Val Luton in this movie. But, you know, God bless him. There's an Agent Shrek and a Billy Hitchcock. And, you know, there's definitely a little bit of winking and nodding. Larry Murnau is one of the characters. Uh, Blake Dreyer, Barbara Browning. Like, like all of these characters are nods to famous horror directors. I've done it. I'm not above it. I think it's fine. I like it when directors are like, let me give a little tip of the chapeau to those who came before. And I especially like it when it's in a movie I enjoy. And I enjoy this movie because no sooner has Alex had this vision of uh, the plane uh, exploding and getting tossed off 
that uh, we start to realize that, oh no, just because you cheated death doesn't mean that death isn't coming for you. And that is the premise of all of these movies. And this is the, the original. This is the classiest of, of them. And maybe in that way, kind of my least favorite of the series, which is weird because usually the original is the best. And this is probably as a movie, as a, a piece of dramatic entertainment, this is probably the best in terms of, you know, the characters are fairly well developed and, you know, it's legit actors and it feels a little more earnest and it's not silly the way that some of the later uh, entries into the, the series are. This is very self-serious. It's very much a, like a supernatural thriller as opposed to what the later films become. We'll talk about that tomorrow when we get into Final Destination 2, the, the deuce. But in this one, it is very much a like, oh, we've got to figure out what's going on. And uh, enter Tony Todd, by the way, in a great cameo as the mortician, a.k.a. Death, in this movie. Uh, a guy known as Bloodworth. And he kind of tells them like, hey, death has a design. And if you fuck with that design, then death will come for you. And th this is where they piece together like, oh, well, our friends who survived this plane crash because I had this vision and we got thrown off. Those friends are now dying um, in order of how they would have died on the plane based on their seat. And so like one of his buddies gets choked in the shower and it's a real, like, death has to get a little bit uh, creative with how it gets to you. And so with him, it's like he slips on a thing in the shower. And uh, the shower, the, like, hanging clothesline or whatever wraps around his neck. And he then he chokes to death because he can't, uh, you know, get purchase. He's, he's too high off the ground. And... You know, uh, there's Sean William Scott shows up in this movie as, as one of the friends, Billy Hitchcock, and uh, he gets decapitated mostly. It's one of those, like, I'm going to cut the head off at roughly the, the jawline, which is pretty good. And yeah, I mean, it's just like none of this gets outlandish. Um, you know, they're the teacher, Val Luton. She has a fire in her house. And as she's trying to put that out, she like stumbles and falls and a butcher block of knives fall on her. And Alex is, of course, very suspicious because the police are aware that all of these people who survived this plane crash are also dying. And they're giving him a good hard look as far as like, are you doing this because you're the one who freaked out in the first place? And they don't necessarily think he's the killer, but he's also at the scene of a lot of these murders because he continues to have... Not necessarily visions, but there are clues that, you know, if he is, uh, he knows who's going to die next and he'll see little signs. And that's what Bloodworth tells him, like, look for the signs. If you want to stay alive, what you've got to do is you've got to subvert death's plan. You've got to basically, uh, you know, like make him skip so that the plan has to be reset. So you've got to keep somebody alive that wasn't going to live. And... If you can do that out of order so that, you know, death has to skip over somebody at that point, the plan is null and void 
And this always gets a little messy in these movies of like, oh, we've got a subvert desk plan and you can't do it the same way every time. So you got to introduce new ideas into it. And sometimes those are a little clunky, but that's fine. That's not why we're here. Uh, and, and this movie though, doesn't know why we're here yet as an audience, I think, which again, we'll get into more tomorrow, but for this movie, it plays it straight. Like I said, it's more of a supernatural thriller kind of thing. And there's uh, a great scene where when Alex feels like his time is almost up and Allie Larder, by the way, as clear rivers, clear rivers, which is a very silly name. Um, clear rivers is, is sort of his <sighs> would be a more, but ends up being kind of his partner in crime. Like she's the person who believes him and is having the same feelings as him. They're, you know, somehow emotionally connected, psychically connected somehow. And the, the best moment in the movie though, is when he's trying to protect himself and has gone to this shack where he is death proofed this place as much as possible. And that's a really fun idea of like, if, if you could be killed by almost anything, how do you survive in a world where death awaits around every corner? Like death isn't just a possibility. Death is actively coming for you. And that is an intriguing idea. That's one of the reasons I think final destination as a movie works is it's a great idea. If you cheat death, death will not be cheated. Death will not stand for that kind of bullshit. Death is not here for your bullshit. So, uh, death will ultimately come for you. And you know, there, there's a lot of, we're trying to subvert this plan. And at the end of the movie, uh, they, they seem to get away with it, but then realize like, Oh wait, we misread the order of this. And so I'm not the one that's actually due to die. And, but they end up going to Paris and one thing leads to another. And you know, uh, one girl gets, uh, well, that earlier in the movie, a girl get hit, gets hit by a bus. That's pretty good. Um, as far as the desk go, but, uh, it's a, a sign that hits the guy and anyway, so it's you know, like the, the idea at the end of the movie is like, Oh, death is still in charge. You know, like death did not, death gave you a bit of a reprieve and it, it's if death is a sentient thing in this movie, was it just like, I'm going to lull them into a false sense of confidence and then I'll get them when their guards down or something. I don't know, but it kind of works. Um, and, and so this is the original, this is the, the, the Friday, the 13th to the rest of the series, Friday, the 13th part four, where it, it's trying to do something that's kind of clever. It's original. Um, I'd never seen when I saw a final destination for the first time, I'd never seen a movie with, with this kind of premise. Exactly. Um, the performances are pretty good. Devin Sawa is good in this. Although that poster is God awful where he's just staring at you open mouthed. But this was the age of that where we, we are ripping off the screen poster, like the faculty poster, the final destination poster. They all look exactly alike and they all look terrible. You can probably throw phantoms on that pile. I mean, there's just a slew of those. We are looking at all of these actors staring at us from the bottom of a poster while something looms above them. Um, anyway, it's a terrible poster, but Devin saw was good in this. Ellie Larder's pretty good in this. Sean William Scott strangely subdued 
when compared to like his American pie antics and whatnot, he he's pretty good in this. And yeah, it's it, it's a solid movie. You know, it's not it's not what the series will become, and that's fine. Uh, you know, this this is the movie that has to start it right. This is the movie that has to set up the world and the rules and this premise. And then the rest of the movies can play with it, but it's it's well done. James Wong directs it well. It's uh, it's fun. The deaths are pretty good and sudden and surprising a lot of times, and it doesn't get it 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 doesn't play with the premise beyond you know here's what the movie is going to be. Um, by which I mean it doesn't really take this for a ride the way that some of the sequels do. And I, and I like that. I like the fact that this is a, a much more restrained kind of movie because it's the movie that, that you need to set up your franchise. You know, the original Halloween is a taut, you know, effective thriller, whereas Halloween 5 is nonsense. And that's one of the things I like about the Final Destination series. It does not take long to get to the nonsense. And the nonsense is what I'm here for. Let's be real. But we'll get into that more tomorrow with Final Destination 2. Uh, right now, uh, go out. It's, it's Friday the 13th. Uh, have yourself a great one. I like a good cursed day. And Friday the 13th is as cursed a day as ever there was. So, enjoy. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with uh, Final Destination 2 on the 31 Days of Halloween. I hope you have a wonderful, spooky introduction to your weekend. And join me tomorrow on Saturday the 14th, the Richard Benjamin sequel uh, to the day. And uh, yeah, and we'll get into some more uh, death and madness with the Final Destination series. So I will see you then on another episode of the 31 Days of Halloween. Goodbye. Goodbye.